MCVO Talent Outsource Services helps small businesses reduce costs by providing exceptional talent from the Philippines. With companies struggling to remain viable, open-minded companies are hiring offshore bookkeepers, virtual assistants, telemarketers, customer support, and digital marketers. Their post-production services for photographers and videographers are impressive, and they'll help reduce expenses across the board. Visit them at mcvotalent.com and listen to the podcast for their co-founder, Mark Zucker, on Episodes 7 and 53. Coming up now on Visual Wow. As everybody has a story, I mean, my story when I first started was little, a little crazy. I was repeating words. I would say like, like 50 times, like me talking to you right now, I would have said like on my 26th time by now. And then the job I was getting, barely slim to none, no money. It was more just about, okay, building, 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 building. So to come from nothing and then to have now something, but it took so much dedication and... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, visual audience. I am Jack Hartsman, your host. And today, Tyler J is my guest, entrepreneur, actress, just an all-around amazing person, finalist from 2016-17, Maryland State, Miss USA. You got so much going on, young lady. Tell me about you. Well, you know what? I first want to say thank you so much for having me on this wonderful, wonderful show. You got, you know, you made your time for me, so I feel a little special here. But to know a little more about me, I'm a model, I'm a host, I'm an actress. Like what he said, stage finalist for Miss Merlin. It's always tricky. I get caught up every single time. That's there. okay. We know that you're somebody <laughs> special, that people really love what you're all about. Maryland state finalist, Miss USA, 2018 yeah. delegate, Miss Black America. That is a, that's some pretty big words, pretty big adjectives, very high accolades. What was that experience like for you? That was probably the funnest experience, honestly, that I've ever had because it was something that was so out of box. Never really been the passion girl. Always was told I was pretty. Eh, okay, whatever. So I never really tried it out. And so when I finally got, you know, serious about my career, and I said, you know what? Why the heck not? And so I tried it. And when they told me I became a finalist, I literally like almost like dropping the mic. Like I just dropped the mic, and I was like, yo, so. <laughs> It was such a unique experience. I almost can't even get rid of. Like, it was it was amazing. Well, listen, we have a pretty broad listening audience at the Visual Podcast, and people are scratching their heads saying, well, what does she have to do with our industry? Why is she on the show? Well, to the listening audience, what caught my eye about you, Tyler, is that you have a tremendous reputation. You're an influencer. you got a lot of people following the positive message you're bringing I don't feel just to Black America, to young people alone. I think your reach is much further than that. And from a broadcast standpoint, I think what you have to say can be related to a much broader audience. And I am trying very much to put a spotlight on the good things that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you're welcome. You're welcome. So we're going from Miss USA Miss Black America. And now what's going on? I'm hearing about Miss Universe also. 
Now that is, we will try because you know what the pageant thing, it took a lot of time, took a lot of practice. It took a lot of like- Is this a pretty girl bitching about people liking about her? What's going on with that? I don't, I don't know. That's, you know what's crazy? Unless you're in the pageant world, then you will understand more. But for the ones who don't really know about that, what's going on? I mean, it's it's, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. And I say I've played piano since I was naturally taught, self-taught, you know, by ear. So since I was seven years old. So one of my talents were, okay, to get on there on the stage, play, you know, a piece from the piano and whatever, whatever, whatever. But it is so much hard work and dedication. Like you gotta, you have to want to do that. It's no if, and, or right. but. So it's tough to balance that and different and doing other things as well. And that's why I kind of just stopped it at that time. Cause as soon as I stopped it, stuff started picking up. My first acting role was on TV one. And so I had to focus on that and it was, it became too much and everything. It was, it was, okay. it was so, you know, it was right, a lot. So if, you, if you decide to go down that road, You'll come back on the show. You'll make your announcement. You'll tell us what it's all about. For right now, we'll know that it's it's warming over there on the stove, and you'll get back to us if it comes to fruition, right? Just like boiled eggs, you gotta let it, you know. All right. So on the in the middle of your Facebook page, the middle of your LinkedIn page, it says in big letters, entrepreneur. Tell me about the businesses you're involved in and the messages you're bringing to young and old people alike. Well, one thing's for sure, I do a lot of. I work with a marketing company where we literally strive on branding and building brands and such forth, such things. That's how I kind of got started with that hard marketing. I know a lot about it. And so because the people I work with are much older, coming from a younger perspective is a lot more differently, but I don't carry myself as just a young individual because I'm mature for my age. So between that and then also I have my foundation called the Children of Hope Foundation where every single year, of course, pre-COVID, I was doing Easter egg hunt every single year, inviting how many kids could come. And I would just throw Easter eggs and, you know, they will find it. I did prizes. I had sponsors and vendors and all these things. It became literally like, I think it was on my fifth annual by last year that I was doing it because I love giving back to the community. You know, I literally, there's a place called UCAP which is a homeless shelter for women and children. And so I did Christmas stuff for them. I'm really big on that kind of thing. So, you know, what I love love about you is you just light up when you're talking about these good deeds. I mean, you you just come to life like I can't do enough fast enough. (laughs) That's the plan. That's, That's the plan. So, yeah. So what happens when a person like you, tremendous positive energy, communicator of all things good, what happens when you hit something, a roadblock, negative things, people ask you your opinion on something that may not be super, super popular? Like, I don't want to go too far into politics, but, but voting rights right now and how Black America is really being kept down or seemingly kept down on voting rights, especially in the South, but unfortunately in almost 40 states in the country. Where do you sit on, on subjects like that? Honestly, it comes with the business I'm a part of. And I would never forget when when I was doing TV one at the time, it was so everybody was super excited and happy of the opportunity. But then of course the jealousy and the envy and all the other stuff started coming in. 
And it's almost like if you're not built for it, then you're not going to strive on it. So I get asked my opinion all the time about certain things that's going on, you know, the Olympics and this and that and blah, blah, this and all those things. And my opinion still stands as strong, as general as possible, because it's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world. And to know that sometimes it's it's always not always peachy and creamy. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't talk about those moments, which I do now. But when I was going through at the time, I wasn't really trying to put that negative energy out there because you get back what you give out. So I was just, okay, like, let's just keep doing it, kept doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. And after a while, it gets tiring and then stuff starts happening. Like, I've lost roles because I was too big or I've lost roles because I was affiliated with this person. And this, I mean, I've had the, the worst of the worst, to be honest. But I don't allow that to dictate what I'm going to do next, if that makes sense. No, it does. But do people ask you like like Olympics, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Miss Richardson on the Olympics. And, and she's been one of the greatest talents we have in America being DQ'd for marijuana. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's legal where she did it. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. But how do you generalize that uh, as a young person, as a leader in our country, being kept away from this moment uh, in her life that she's trained for since forever. Right. I was following her for a while prior to the whole Olympic situation. And it's very, very unfortunate because normally the most talented people is almost like that one small hiccup. And if you're not focused where you have everything going for you and all it takes is that one small little thing to just throw everything off. And that's the case in this situation with her. So to when I heard that she had failed the drug test, I was like, okay, like, uh, we don't know. We wasn't sure. And then when they were like, nope, she's not going to be part of it. And then it was just like, gosh, because she was killing it. She, But she have so much going. And that's why you can never almost slip up, to be honest with you. Almost staying humble in a way that's like, listen, you got so much going on where, of course, that little monkey bridge like playing Mario Kart, that little banana, little slip right there. And if you're not careful enough, just like that, it's gone. And then, so I really do feel like people look should look at it as a life lesson of saying you can have everything going, everything's working, everything, you're working hard, you getting, you know, your accolades, you're getting this, you're getting that. And if you're not careful enough and humble enough to say, you know what, you're never too big to not do anything or to do something, then you, this kind of thing can happen where that one little small hiccup just throw the whole game off. I'm blown away by your response. You are clearly beyond your years. <laughs> and, and you've listen, you don't get to say things like that if you haven't climbed over some pretty big hurdles in your own life. One of the right. other things that I read about you in researching a little bit more was that you kind of, you've gone from not just being an influencer, but a life changer. How did you coin those phrases and and where did that become part of your life? A lot of times I like to almost reflect back on my past years of when I started. And let me tell you something. As everybody has a story, I mean, my story when I first started was a little, a little crazy. I was repeating words. I would say like, like 50 times, like me talking to you right now, I would have said like on my 26th time by now. And then the jobs I was getting barely slim to none, no money. It was more just about, okay, building, 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 building. So 
to come from nothing and then to have now something, but it took so much dedication. And listen, nobody really likes to talk about those bad times that everybody has. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why I'm so relatable because I would tell you straight up, like, listen, my first job barely got over $50 of some to, to host for something. Like it was nothing. Literally, this stuff did not matter. It didn't count. When I did TV one, I had to drive up there, maybe all like to Frederick, like it was two hour drive. I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, like the small sacrifices in order to do what you got to do. And it was a blast. They didn't have no script. They were like, listen, this is all improv. Fake it till you make it, blah, blah, blah. And literally my manager couldn't even go inside. I was literally, I used to sweat so bad from being so nervous. I would just pour out and sweat. And to come from that to get to where I am now, it took so much, but I'm here. And now everybody's like, oh my God, it's like Tyler J. And oh my goodness. And it's just like, y'all. Isn't that part of the journey when you can roll up your sleeves and really put in the sweat equity to get to where you're, I mean, look, if everybody could do it, everybody would be doing it, but you're doing it. And I'm looking now, you're sitting on the cover of a magazine, okay? <laughs> You're on The Life Magazine, not The Life Magazine, but The Life Magazine. (laughs) And you're beautiful. It's a great outfit, great photography. I'm a photographer. I'm allowed to say things like that. Tell me how that all came to pass, because that's really impressive. You actually want to know that's a funny fun fact there. That photo was taken on my phone. So I just want to throw that out there a little quick second. Okay, now I'm going to tell you. Was that a plug for Apple? Was that an iPhone plug? Oh, definitely. I know iPhone. Now, no, no shade to nobody with no iPhone, but I'm team Samsung all day. So I'm a just you, you know. and me, girl. I'm I'm all team Samsung too. No one know why we connect so well. You know, I I can't have that same connection with iPhone. You know, but what happened was I actually did a radio show for Peace in the Morning, and one of the representatives that worked with the Life Magazine, she's also was the host. So we was on a maybe 30 minute interview talking back and forth, whatever, whatever. And when she had mentioned about the Life magazine, it showed a cover. I was like, oh, my goodness, that's beautiful. That's awesome. That's oh, my goodness. I would love. And it was almost like I spoke it into existence kind of situation. And next, you know, my manager ended up getting contact. And then they were like, you know what? Like, we can do it for you for the summer issue. And it's it's a little it's a little nice because my birthday's in August. I'm a Leo, you know, in case for people who are in Zodiac stuff. But when they said I was going to be on it, I literally, like, I literally couldn't believe it. I'm never too humble, excuse me, too proud or prideful, whatever, to always appreciate the smallest little things. And the dress, shout out to Lefty's Bridal for the dress. Literally, I did my own hair, my own makeup, took the own photo. I mean, I made, I made it work. I made it work. Did an interview. Well, when you're on your 10th or your 20th magazine cover, <laughs> you're going to come back on the show and you're going to say... Remember when we talked about my first cover where I did my own photo and my own hair and makeup? You're right. Listen, we're speaking to existence, though. I mean, but yeah. listen, but listen, successful people do the things that unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. And clearly you are on your way and that's why you're doing it. Thank you. Oh, and I also have another opportunity to be in a magazine from Las Vegas, too. So and then an international book, they put people in it that were 30 entrepreneurs about like certain quotes that helps you. I also been asked to do that. So in the midst of everything and see me, I like to, I'm a low key perfectionist, like hair has to be right. 
stuff got to be done. This and the third, blah, blah, blah. So when I come, you know, I already come like, okay, let's do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But like I said, my phone's shot at the Samsung, you know, I'm waiting for that, that collaboration there. But, you know, they spice me up with the picture. So, you know, I'm just saying. But you clearly got it together. Tell me about your acting. You've been on a couple of programs. You've done a couple of things. Tell me a little bit more about that. Fun fact number two, I actually hated it, to be honest with you. That's how it all started. I um doing modeling. Shout out to Glenn Jackson. I was doing his fashion show, being a presenter. Modeling, that kind of thing. And so once I had that first real experience of doing it, and I was like, you know what? Like, okay, I, I, like, I like this. This is, this is nice. Okay. And so my manager, pre-manager, she wasn't even my manager at the time, but she was family friends with my mom or whatever. So she was like, listen, like I've seen, cause I, she'll throw some acting stuff. I'm like, I hate this daggone stuff. How am I doing it? You know? And she'll be like, do something. So she eventually was like, okay, you can do this acting thing. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this daggone thing. Why would I do this? This is, this is, I was totally against it. And I did it. I went to an acting school because I was like, you know what? You know, at that point, I was like, listen, I was in school, didn't really know what I was going to do. I was, I was just all over the place at that time. And I was like, you know what? Why, why the heck not? Let's just do it. I did it, graduated, and literally, probably less than 30 days, that's when TV One came. But I absolutely hated acting. And then I got scammed. And when I was taking it serious, I ain't going to lie to you. I got scanned a good $2,300 from this place, drove there with like a four hour drive and they had me take photos. They had, they did my makeup and I was, you know, you're, you're new to the world. So it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Went there. They signed me up with their contract, everything. And then they scanned me and then trying to sue me for the money that it was a debacle, debacle to say the least. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, if this is how this is going to be, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And my manager was like, listen, you know, let me help you here. I got a few connections. Let's see how it goes. And that's how that all started. TV one happened. And then I was really, really scared crapless. And then I started getting more serious into acting. And then now what she wrote is down to today. So the way things have, first of all, the scam thing, as you know, I'm a photographer by profession. And when I hear about stuff like that, it, it just makes the hair on my neck stand up. I, <laughs> you know, whether you're a young woman, whether you're a professional model, whether you're a, it doesn't matter. The scam world is just unfair to people. It's fraudulent. It's wrong. And people just don't understand the lasting effects it can have on somebody when they've stepped on that landmine and it's blown up. It's just not fair. I'm just really sorry that had to happen to you. But Thank clearly... You. You've taken it, you've spun it, and you turn it again into a positive message. And from what I've learned about you and your public speaking and your outreach, what was it like for you when the pandemic hit and like the world shut down? I can't imagine how you dealt with that. That was tough. I'm not going to even lie. I did a movie in Baltimore that I was a part of, and that was February. I was sick for a good maybe two weeks at the most. Wasn't feeling well. And that was the longest I've ever been sick. I didn't know where it came from, whatever. And this was before I did the movie in Baltimore. Soon I did the movie in Baltimore and I had everything lined up. My summer, spring, everything was already good to go. 
And when the pandemic shut down, I literally did not act all last year. Like from February all the way up to January of this year, had no acting roles, no nothing. I had stuff, but I was so uncomfortable because I am a, I'm a germaphobe, you know, I'm a little germy here. So to be on set, I was like, mm, I can't do it, can't take it. And then the influencer thing, that kind of stopped. It literally shut the whole thing down on my side. I picked up YouTube in the process to give myself something to do, that kind of thing. But it really just, it had me locked down. Like, really, it did. So you got pulled away from your everyday. And then in the middle of the pandemic, all the protests with BLM started. Were you watching from the fringe? Were you involved with it? Do you feel like it made an impact on the country, on the world? Where do you fall on that? Absolutely. A huge impact, to say the least. When I found out what was going on in Kenosha and the aftermath of that and then George Floyd, I was honestly shook, to say the least, with the pandemic with COVID. It's almost like I wasn't surprised, to say the least, because everything was just everything that you could have possibly think was going on was already going wrong as it was. So for that to happen, it was just like, what the heck was going on? Couldn't really believe it. Then I heard about the protesting and then Atlanta, then this and then that, like the domino effect of George Floyd. And I can't even say I have brothers. I have a father. I have cousins. I have nephews. I got this. So to allow it to affect a family that hard and knowing that it could be my family too kind of thing, it hit home for sure. It absolutely hit home for sure. I wasn't really into the protesting like that, honestly. To be honest with you, I was just praying, you know, God, hopefully that I would never have to go through that and, you know, to literally pray for them, for those who have been affected, because it wasn't just George Floyd. It wasn't just a Kenosha. It was it was just back to back to like It just never stopped. Listen, it hits more than just the black America, because I'll give you an example. My son, David, he lives in Denver and, Mm -hmm. and he went with a friend of his and he went and he was photographing the protesting in downtown Denver. Mm-hmm. several nights when, when things were really bad in Denver. Right. And one of the nights that he was walking away from the protests, one hour after curfew, in the heat of the, in the height of the pandemic, he got picked up by the police with all of his camera gear on him. He's a professional photographer. He's not a writer. He's not a, anything like that. My son got thrown in jail for three days, three days photographing the peaceful protests of BLM. Now, you know, it's strange when you take the black or the white side of certain issues like the overreach of the police. But for this white father sitting in suburban Maryland, my son is incarcerated with no way to get him out. On a Saturday night, the courts are shut down. They're not prepared for that. They put 500 people in jail with no warning. And then four days later, they were all released. All charges dropped. After all these people, 500 people are sitting in a, in a cell with a bologna sandwich twice a day for three days in the middle of a pandemic with no masks. Wow. Right? Right. It's a whole different perspective, but it hits black America. It hits white America. It was just bad all the way around. Yeah, right. Same, same. And I personally, I'm not really so much on the 
okay, black this, black that, black that, black this, black this. Because honestly, I just feel like we all bleed the same. We all, to me, it's just in general. And of course, the black community has got hit in a lot more. At the same time, how I feel about it really is, I do wish that a lot of times that us, since we're talking about the black community, also put that same energy within ourselves. Because like I was telling um, a friend of mine, listen, the people who dislike me, jealous, whatever, they have my same skin tone. So yes, the police, that is absolutely hands down. I'm not even saying that's not the issue. I'm just saying as well as we have to put, I want that energy to go all the way around. Like people shouldn't just be killing people in general, period. Black community does get it worse because of a certain stigma. However, the black community also kills the black community. <laughs> We, we, I'm pretty sure it was about, you know, in Chicago, they said it was about over 100, you know, people. I think they got killed. I'm not sure. Through July 4th weekend. So the police have no business doing whatever the knee on the neck. I don't agree with that stuff at all. I just also wish that we also could stop killing one another, hating on one another. You don't want to see me doing good. You mad, you jealous. I mean, I get all types of stuff, you know, black, white, whatever. So, but mostly in my black community. But that whole police situation and then the protesting and then the rioting and then the stealing of the clothes, it was, it, to me, it was just like, okay, let's stay focused on what we are trying to protest about, which is the cops and what they're doing. Because for the George Floyd thing to happen and then for that to be recorded, and I mean, it was horrific. But like you said, it, it did not just affect. And I think that's where it disconnects is everyone thinks it just affects the Black. I mean, it affected America period, point blank. You don't want your son to be the one with a knee on his neck, period. I mean, you say your son got locked up for no, you, he had a weapon on it. They had weapons of a Kenosha. They had AK-47. Unless you consider a Canon camera a weapon. I uh, guess so. Maybe, all for not. Maybe, maybe, cause maybe it is. I mean, maybe it's something we don't know about, you know, because otherwise if he's in there just taking photos and get arrested, like what yeah, kind of... Just, okay. not, just not right. Hey, listen, how do my people, how do listening audience get a hold of Tyler J? Tell me about your social channels. Where are you doing most of your messaging? How can people get a hold of you? Well, I have a website called, and let me just start with this. I'm a little bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit different. So my name, Tyler J, is not just spelled literally Tyler J. It's T-Y-E hyphen L-E-R-J-A-E. Yes, I'm a little extra, but that's not the point. So my website is Tyler with the hyphen T-Y-E-L-E-R-J dot info on all my social media platforms. My name is literally the same on Instagram. It's Tyler underscore J on Facebook. I got 10 Facebook pages plus more. 30,000 on LinkedIn by itself, that kind of thing. But my name is the same. So like I said, T-Y-E hyphen, search me up on Google. I'm on the first page of Google. We search my name, but yay. <laughs> You're not proud of that, are you? You're not proud of that, are you? We can talk about it. So T-Y-E-L-E-R-J-A-E. You know, when people search on my name, you know, my name does come up. So I can gloat for like five seconds on that. But like I said, I'm a little special. So that's how you found me on social media. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't usually mix these two together. But if you want to find me on Instagram, it's just ask for Jack. So uh, (laughs) Tyler, I think you're an amazing young woman. I think that your specialty all the way down to how you spell your name is as (laughs) unique as you are, as your message is. I wish you nothing but the greatest of success. And wow, it's been super great being with you. I am absolutely following your career now. 
on those next magazine covers. I want you on the show to tell me all about it. Please have me back. I think this was this was a little bit too short. It's about like 10 minutes of me. Yeah, so, listen to it. Yeah. You can come back on the show whenever you want. You're an absolute delight. Stick around for just a quick second. But to the visual audience, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed something a little bit out of the norm for us. Follow Tyler J. All of her links, her socials will all be in the show notes here at the bottom of the page. So thanks again for tuning in. We love you very much. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.